Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Halloweeny. Indeedly doodly. To all our listeners out there. And even though you won't hear it on All Hallows Eve, this is the time that Raven and I are recording. It is. He's making me record on Salmon, guys. This is what I have to put up with. We're doing the Lord's work. Murder. (laughs) All the children. No fear. I'm sure there'll be lots of uh, doorbell ringing while we're doing this. No, it's late enough. I feel like the kids are done. We I passed out everything that I had. So Good. So in honor of the season, after last week, we did the fun episode talking about some of the things that we do or didn't do as kids for Halloween. Yes. Also, um, I like the, uh, the dating, what was it called? The, yeah, your little tips and tricks. On how to win a man in 10 days. Oh my goodness. I know yeah, how, I to, lo- think how to lose a man in 10 days. Yeah, you didn't really have a whole, you know, like time limit. Is that what it was? Like you didn't have a whole like how long. It was just more no. of a things not to do to not get a man. Most of them were do this and by the next Halloween you'll have a ah, man. So with years or time. Or spouse. There you go. So this week we're going to go back to our Ghosty Sode series. This is the second in our Ghosty Sodes. It just makes sense. Yeah. It's that time of year. You're more likely to have spirit activity bold enough that even those who live an average mundane life can see and feel and hear things. Muggles. Muggles. So Raven has a lot of experiences in her time <laughs> since she did not shut herself down like some of the other people in the room. But not. So I decided to look up some of our local lore that I was familiar with and just kind of dig a little deeper and see if there's anything that I missed. So I'm going to talk about two local legends that are actually haunted places. And there are quite a bit more. Again, when you get into those, one of those I definitely agree wholeheartedly. The other I'm still a skeptical. I'm still a little bit skeptical of. Let's go camp out over there. I'm a skeptic. I've been there. (laughs) Me too. Okay. And Um, do you have all of the things that they say you should expect to have? I didn't go near it. I have. Anyway, you just start talking, and then I'll start talking, and we'll decide who's wrong. It's not me. There's not a wrong and right. I'm telling a local legend. (laughs) (laughs) So, first one I'm going to start out with, we're in Oklahoma City. If that hasn't been told by now, that is the case. And in downtown, one of the biggest and oldest buildings is the Skirvin Hotel. And it has... It's one of the biggest? Um, I think so. Okay. I mean, it's a large building. Yeah. I just, I thought maybe that was a little factoid you'd looked up and it was one of the It largest. may not be at this time, but at one time it was. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, it's large. And if you've seen it, it's beautiful. It you is. You go in... It's still, to this day, very well done, very, um, not eclectic, but it's still very, it's not modern. It still keeps yes. the times and when it was built. Yes, it was, when, what year was it built? It was 1911. Yeah. Uh, it started off as it a... It still has a lot of that art deco look. Yeah. Eclectic isn't the word you were looking for. That literally means just a smattering of all sorts of things. Right. I couldn't think of the word. That's why I was like, mm, yes. placeholder. Um, yeah, I feel like it's still very... Uh, Art Deco. I should have just looked at my notes right Did it say that? Art Deco property from 1911. Oh, nice. (laughs) I don't have notes, but I've been there, and I feel like it sticks very much with that Art Deco, you know, 1910, 20s era, obviously updated a little bit. 
um, but still very, very fancy flapper vintage, you know. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, when you watch The Shining or those kind of, you like almost transported yes, cut, back to that yes, time Yes, cut frame. glass, patterned carpets, wallpaper, that style of thing. It's mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. And at Christmas time, it's really stunning. They do an enormous tree in the entryway. And we, whenever we do our little excursions downtown and walk through to see all of the lights and things, we always stop off in the skirvin to look. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was built in 1910 by the oilman named W.B. Skirvin. And he was determined to build one of the biggest and prettiest and luxurious, most luxurious, sorry, hotel in the Southwest. So when it opened in 1911, it only had the 10 stories, but it had 224 rooms. It was the first building, get this, to have air conditioning. Fancy. They were living it up back then. But in 1930... I don't even know how they did it without air conditioning, honestly. Like, you'd have to open every... But I know that's why they had transoms still at the tops of the doors and stuff. Mm. To let some type of air flow in, but Mm -hmm. my goodness. It'd be hot. Well, we were in Ireland, though, air conditioning, but... It's much cooler. Yeah, but there. I was going to say, it never gets really hot there nope. either. So in 1930, they added an additional four stories, which is what you see it as today. And of course, during that time, it was a prohibition. During prohibition, uh, it became a very popular speakeasy. And then what caused the... How was it a speakeasy? How was it subtle if it's such a big building and so busy? I'm sure they had a place where you could go in. In the and, basement. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember that's where you go to the tunnels? Mm-hmm. Like that's where you get access to the underground Oklahoma right. City. Under- so I wonder if maybe that's part of that or if that's something new. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't say where. It just You said the should have Googled that. <laughs> most reports agreed with that fact. One of the biggest things that it, it is one of the most haunted spots in Oklahoma, especially in Oklahoma City, or at least one of the most notorious. And what happened was... Uh, W.B. Skirvin, he decided to have an affair with one of the maids. Naturally. Scandalous. And some of the reports said that she was kind of a loose woman anyway. I don't know if that's after the fact or... Look here. We don't slut shame. I'm not. I'm reading... She was a loose woman. You that's mean she the enjoyed re- <laughs> sexual activity in a normal, healthy adult way? How dare she? Absolutely. A loose woman. And he's not a loose man. Like, anyway. So I I'm said, I feel irritated. like it's after the fact they try to help cover it up. Like, oh, it wasn't. Because what happened, he ended up fathering a child with her. Yes. And through that, when she found out she was pregnant, then he locked her in one of the rooms. It wouldn't Naturally. let her out. I mean, who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. So she had the baby. So he wanted to keep up his facade and all this stuff going forward. So he actually locked her in these rooms and wouldn't let her out. Well, she had the baby. Ends up, either because of this or previous to this, she also had some mental health conditions. And so she decided rather than be locked in a room, she would jump from the 10th floor. So with her and the baby. Well, yeah, you don't want to leave the baby in a locked room. Nope. So in this big jump and fall, uh, they have dubbed her Effie, E-F-F-I-E. I don't know if that was, they never said if that was her real name or not, but. Yeah, no, Effie was short for something usually back then. Because I was, a, in the books that I read, I feel like that's a common nickname. Mm-hmm. So with the Skirvin, so we do have the Thunder basketball team here. And the Skirvin is a popular place when they have uh, visiting teams in town. They will stay at the Skirvin. And, of course, there's lots of reports of the inexplicable creaks, groans, cries, and, of course, ghostly molestations. 
ghostly molestations. Yeah, it it ta- it lends to the quote unquote loose woman because these stories from NBA players. They... Oh yeah, because I remember when we first got the Thunder and they kept him there. Yeah, they yeah a couple of them wanted to move yes. <laughs> hotels. Here's a couple of them. There's a spooky but sad Effie, and then there's the Effie that wants to get it on to Barry White music. <laughs> One to of the Barry guys... White music? Mm-hmm. Okay. So with all the NBA teams coming in, that tends to be the latter of her wanting to get it on with Barry White music going on. It's one of the most legendary ghost stories in Oklahoma City because a lot of them have had encounters with horny Effie. Really? <laughs> one of the Lakers. One of the Lakers forwards... Uh, claimed that he was assaulted by the amorous ghost at the Skirvin in 2016. That was uh, that I found that in multiple reports, only one mentioned his name, uh, but multiple different reports in different years all cited that same thing. <laughs> in 2010, one of the seven foot, 295 pound centers of the New York Knicks slinked off to spend most of his Skirvin stay in the room. Uh, of the 5'9", 180-pound teammate for protection <laughs> because he kept getting bothered. One of the players from the Brooklyn Nets had to plans to star in a film about the Skirvin's hauntings. Obviously, that didn't happen. But here's some of the reports that you'll find. The words, help me, will appear on the foggy bathroom mirrors. Lights will flicker on and off. Closet doors will slam unexpectedly. Creaking doors, doors will open. There's some haunted stories floating around the, about the hotel, but we prefer to stay away from this since they have never been proven to what happened. That's what uh, the Skirvin, that's their official report to it. Well, sure. They're not going to say. <laughs> they're just going to be like, come find out for yourself. Book a room at... Mm-hmm. So not only is Effie there, but the manager uh, shot himself in 1913, a suicide that was later investigated as a murder, a rigged roulette wheel and prohibition hijinks fomented Wild West gun-style fights inside the place. But the hotel management, the legendary visitors of yesteryear, past guests include U.S. Presidents Dwight Eisenhower, Harry Truman, Ronald Reagan, as well as Paul McCartney and Elvis Presley, is a truly ghostly inheritance that this property bears. So most of the reports uh, that I saw, besides, uh, (laughs) they did say that Effie will appear in the shower with you. and. That's what they, you know, the horny Effie. So it's mostly for, like, NBA players. Like, that's who her... She likes the big, tall basketball players. Her proclivities lie. So I'd be safe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's not into short, squishy women. There's many many quotes about hearing baby crying in open doors. You go inside, there's nobody there. There's lots of people that have reported. I can attest to that. Walking in mm-hmm. la year before last, or was it further ago? It might have been two years ago when we went with all of the boys. Mm-hmm. When I walked in, I could hear baby crying, Ooh. which isn't unusual because I'm right. like, oh, there's a baby crying somewhere. But whom I saw walk by with said baby crying was when I realized it wasn't something that everyone could see. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that type of interaction, when you're in a place where there's, you know, that typical, you know, just busy spirit activity, you're going to run into people who, you know, that was their life, probably worked there until they died type thing. Right. But 
the time frame that I picture them in, just like with most um, spirit activity, I feel like I, even though I see them when they're young, I don't feel necessarily like they passed when they were young. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, where they went back to something familiar, something comfortable, something routine. Right. Um, but it's funny when you walk through and you see them and you see them see you, <laughs> that's when like you get the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because you're just like, oh, I see, you know, spirit activity. And it's just, you know, a blur and almost that, you know, film noir romanticized, like, you know, very emotional. But then they see you see them and it's like, Whoa. <laughs> you know, so you're like, I'm good. I need to get out of here. Right. <laughs> you know, That's what they were talking about people move rooms or move floors yes. because they won't be, they can't be left alone. Well, again, everyone's opinion of that's going to be different. I honestly typically feel safer in situations where there's active spirit activity. I feel safer when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm less likely to try to comfort the person who's with me. Like when I have caregivers with me in a home and I'm like, you know, they're noticing things and I'm having to talk them off a ledge. You know, right. that freaks me out more than anything. I do better when I just, again, I project that ball of light energy and just mm-hmm. expand to fill all of the gaps in the room. And again, I claim my space when I walk into a home. I put my yeah. crystals out. I keep the door shut. I cover all the mirrors. I light my incense and it becomes my space. And I audibly announce during daylight hours that this is my space. You're welcome in the entire home, but not in my space. And you're never allowed to interrupt my sleep unless it's an emergency. Right. And I have been awakened at night to have an emergency reported. Nice. So there was an instance where I had a client who was not my client. He was not my patient. Um, I was taking care of his wife. And the nights before his passing, which, again, we did not see coming nearly as quickly. I've never had a client pass as quickly. I kept getting plops. Like somebody would come and bounce, like plop themselves at the end of my bed. Mm -hmm. Which, again... Sounds terrifying. And the first few times that's happened to me in my career, <laughs> I, you can guarantee you I sat up with, <laughs> right. you know, what with all hell? of the lights on for the rest of the night. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, that's not important. But a few hours later, I had the headboard crack against the wall really hard. Like jumped out of bed because I was like, gunfire, you know. Right. And it was alerting me. Like I knew as soon as it happened, like... My instant thought was, I need to go check on him. And I know it wasn't me. It was them saying, you need to go check on him. Yeah. And Trying to get your attention. Yes. And so I went and, again, it was just prompting me to be like, hey, something that is happening. And, I, you know, I still take a lot of that as, you know, my guides, my gut, how I know something is happening. It's not always just a feeling in the pit of your stomach. Sometimes you get a crack over the head or an audible noise to be like, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't feel threatening. Um, but again, it can be really terrifying. And when I did this work with my mom, there were lots of times in homes where she wouldn't spend the night. You know, she'd have me do the 12 hour night shift. Oh, and I nice. know it's because, well, she was afraid and she knew I wasn't. 
Mm. You know, she didn't do it to harm me. She just knew I wasn't afraid and she couldn't handle it. And we'd talk about it during the day. And of course, she'd plead the blood of Jesus. And I'm like, okay, if you're pleading the blood of Jesus and you believe that and that's your go-to, why can't you sleep? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when I really started to be like questioning whether or not all of these, you know, religious talismans and things. Because again, I get made fun of for having crystals and things in my rooms. But I'm like, you know, you leave your Bible in the room. You know, you leave a marker of your what makes you feel safe, your spiritual side feel safe, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes, walking into the Skirvin was very, very active, very audible. And I could hear crowd noise when there wasn't as many people in there as there should have been. Like, you know, you hear that dull roar of voices and you look and you're like, there's six people in here and most of them aren't even talking to each other. Which and then you hear the baby be... crying, and which again, you hear a baby crying in a lot of places, even hotels. But... Again, when the woman carrying the child walked past me, that's when I realized it was not what I thought. (laughs) And I saw it about the same time one of my nephews saw it, and I saw his face, and he just looked at me really slow. And I was like, did you see that too? And he's like, I did. Can we leave? And I was like, yes, we can leave. How did you see it? Was it in full figure or in color, or was it more like the black and white? No, it is. It's really funny because if you have an iPhone and you edit and you slide down black point, that's what it looks like. Like all of the edges are soft, but it's there and it feels physical. Like it almost feels like you could touch it, but it has a a very different air of transparency. Like I don't see through them. (laughs) When I see them, I see them in full form, but it's almost like the black point is all the way down. (laughs) Like I don't see hard edges. Right. But it's still, it's obvious who it is. Yes. Um, so not only do a lot of people report the baby, they also report a woman in red walks through the halls and <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been up the stairs. So, <laughs> like, and I good. probably don't want to, no. because again, why would you put yourself in that kind of position? Like why I don't understand people who go out and seek those things out because I know they're real. I know people mm-hmm. who know they're real. We're never going to prove it to the world en masse anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the purpose of all of that. Yeah. The ghost hunter shows. If anything, they make us look more ridiculous. Um, there are a lot of reports of ghost hunting teams and the paranormal activity type uh, groups that go through here to verify all this stuff. Oklahoma Paranormal Association was one of the big ones. They used to do murder mysteries there, ghost walks, and they came in to investigate. And they definitely agreed that it was very active not only do they have like i said the the ghost appearing in the shower and making contact and making suggestions several accounts said that she would actively try to participate with them it's just crazy right um they found they have seen bullet holes in the walls (laughs) after that era they find that uh do not disturb signs get flipped over uh they have uh the woman walking down the hall pushing a buggy so eh, yeah some of that like the do not disturb signs getting flipped that could be almost anything and again i'm all for what have you and i know that the paranormal is a thing and i know ghost activity is a thing and i don't understand why and when and how they choose to be visible or the people that they select to haunt for lack mm-hmm. of a better word but I think a lot of it is gimmick and game. And once you're in that mindset, it's easy to turn everything into a ghost story. Like mm-hmm. I really, a lot of that stuff can be debunked 
obviously some of it can't, but what have you. <laughs> in in this hotel, in this setting, they say that, of course, like with Raven's case, she can see a lot more things than the, the average bear, average person. Average bear. <laughs> Are we going to be punny again tonight? But they said that in this situation in the Skirvin, these anomalies show up to people that aren't sensitive. So a lot of people notice it. Oh, one of the teams, I can't remember which one it said, but the Knicks or I think it was the Knicks maybe or some or the Nets. One of the other. Anyway, they attributed their loss to the Thunder to the fact they yes. could not get a night's they sleep couldn't rest. in the hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. They 120% said... You said you put us here on purpose. <laughs> we lost the game because we couldn't, we couldn't get some... couldn't sleep yeah. because you put us in your haunted hotel. Right. Yeah, no, I remember that. It made the news. It was crazy. Yeah. So it's a real thing, and it is a local legend, and it's not just a legend because obviously... It is. No, and I very much experienced... Um, that situation and speaking of you know art deco area era um, there's another um, Fred Jones in Oklahoma is a big deal mm-hmm. and the Fred Jones Jr. you know Museum of Art is a big thing in Norman um, Fred Jones Ford is a big deal he was the first huge car dealer in Oklahoma and wildly wealthy back when capitalism was just you know being reborn again mm-hmm. Um and I took care of a client in his home in the historic district. And they were redoing a lot of the floors and things because in that district, you have to follow a certain code to keep things with the time within reason, you know, right. from plumbing to electrical work to, you know, permanent decorative fixtures. Like there's certain things you're not even allowed to put on your porch because it doesn't, it's not in keeping with the time. Very and particular. Yes. That was a home where there was probably the largest amount of spirit activity that I have ever experienced, up to and including having my hair pulled, mm-hmm. which I hate that. That to me, and I haven't had that done since then because I set up a specific protection from that. Like mm-hmm. that to me is just the most degrading, insulting. Like how the dare you put your hands like i can't oh it just infuriates me mm-hmm. makes me so mad like do not touch me i don't know right. who, who the hell you think you are you're not allowed to touch me and if you have the same problem you know hit me up and i will tell you different things you can do to keep that from happening but kind of like the friend that was sitting at our table and that happened to them yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm like they turned like is that you Which guys? again, in nope. our home, the things that lay a hand on your shoulder is literally just there to welcome you. And that's very different. Having your hair pulled is different than having a, you know, a comforting hand on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, this was definitely done to tease, mock, like, what you going to do kind of thing. And it was really, really irritating. And just, again, I do not allow that. Like, that's so unacceptable, infuriates me. Um, just like you're not allowed to watch me while I sleep. You know, it's a thing. I do not allow that to happen um that's got goosebumps when you said that thanks i'm sorry i (laughs) but i don't allow it it's not it's not something that i can uh let any type of guard down especially in the work that i do because i never know who all i'm going to see you know Mm -hmm. or who all is going to come in um for the passing of the particular human you know but the activity in that house was astounding dragging a furniture in the attic where there was no furniture 
um, small children that were obviously probably the children of, you know, housekeepers and housemen running from the staircase in my room was, you know, the maid's quarters and it went, the stairs went down into the kitchen, constant children running up and down the stairs. I would not take the staircase to the point because it made me dizzy walking down and I would feel like I was going to (laughs) fall. So I'd go down the front staircase Yeah, and I had my, which old people are, I love them. They are my favorite. They are my heartbeat. They are why I do what I do, but they are creepy AF. (laughs) And (laughs) they, especially when dementia sits in and they're, you know, their cognizant is in and out and the place in time that they're in becomes so fluid that sometimes you can almost see what they see because their energy is so strong in shifting the visual of the room that they're in, you can almost see like through their mind's eye and it's bizarre and very disorienting and disturbing the first few times that it happens. Mm -hmm. And in this particular home, this little lady would sit up and talk to the spirit in her room. Oh, nice. Which at the time I didn't even know that Fred Jones had a daughter, much less what her name was. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was talking to Fred Jones' daughter, which I did not know until I was out of that home because it was, you know, a really obviously stressful situation. Lots of extra things were happening. And I ended up having to exit the home before I normally would have in a home. And again, one of those things, you can message me and I'll tell you Fred Jones' daughter's name that I didn't, I had no idea of until... It happened to me after it happened. Because I was like, who are you talking to? Thinking it was one of her, because she talked about her childhood friends a lot. And she thought I was one of her childhood friends. Oh, okay. Um, But she was talking to what I know to be the spirit of the child at the time who lived in the home. Because she was in her room, which again, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the first places I saw a spirit materialize in front of me. Like typically when I would see spirit activity, because this was eight years ago, nine years ago, when I would see spirit activity, it would already be there. Um, Or it would be peripheral vision. It would be something in the shadow. Like I'd turn and not see anything. Yeah, I'd be walking by and as soon as you Yes, or I'd feel it. it, Yes, I would feel it brush past me. Mm -hmm. But that was the first place that I had someone materialize in front of me. And it's literally because we, that's what we were doing. We were talking about him Hmm. and I and the girl who was with me at the time both saw it. And it wasn't long after that, that we fortunately were not present in the home anymore Um, because of a lot of other things that were going on. And the energy felt really heavy and icky, but I really don't feel like it was the spirit activity in the house so much as it was the people who were living in the house who were toxic and wicked. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never been in a situation with a haunting where I, other than just out of my own personal terror, (laughs) felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, even when I get my hair pulled or something like that, it was still very it felt just obnoxious like insulting and irritating not dangerous but i know a lot of people are scared of things like that and that's fine too i mean i'm not judging you Mm -hmm. well hell's bells i'll jump sometimes too if i'm not expecting it that reminded me when you're talking about corner of the eye that's usually how i see things i mean 
occasionally I'll get full view of things, but it's usually out of the corner of my eye. And as soon as I turn to look, it's gone. Like, <laughs> uh, a week or two ago, I was working on the shower downstairs, clearing the drain and I'm sitting there. It's just me. The boys are upstairs. <laughs> And so it's just me downstairs, and we have three cats. Uh, one is more or less mine. It's yours. If so, you ask her who she belongs to, she belongs to Bear. She won't. She wouldn't run away. She'd end up, you know, sitting next to me. Whatever I'm doing, usually when I'm doing Reiki tarot, anything like that, she's with me. I'll eventually post a picture where any rituals I do outside, she ends up in my lap. Yeah, she's scared the hell out of me. Multiple times, <laughs> I'll be outside meditating, you know, fighting. But that's kind of your MO, is you'll sit and do these rituals to call in ancestors, and as soon as you feel the hand on your shoulder, you're like, I'm out! <laughs> Not even that, it's the cat that jumps in my lap I with know, my eyes closed and I'm deep even, in space. It's even, yeah, I know, it's just hilarious to watch. So you can be, you know, advanced and super spiritual and very brave and strong and still jump out of your skin, mm-hmm. you know, it's the thing, I, I, I watch it happen. <laughs> But I was working on the drain downstairs, and of course, the way our our shower is, it's it's a clear, it, I guess those clear bricks. I don't I don't yeah, know what they're called. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a glass brick. And so it's fuzzy that you can't see outside, obviously, because if you're in the shower. But I looked into the bathroom area, and there was definitely a cat-sized thing Which that was dark I've already, sitting there. Yes, I've told Bear he has. A spirit animal that is a large feline and it follows him and I didn't tell him that until I told someone but I was like I'm afraid to tell him because I don't want to put an idea in his head but a few weeks months later he was like it's really weird I was sitting here and I felt a tail wrap around my arm and that's when I told him that I was like well you I mean (laughs) I've seen it. You've seen it. Other meta people who've been in the home are like, who's the cat? And I'm like, it's his, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ghost cat dad. Yes. So this dark feline was in the bathroom area. And I thought, you know, it's either my actual physical cat, Kevin, or it's the shorter, darker one. And this one's scared of everything. So I knew as soon as I moved, he probably would have skittered. And I would have heard him, because he's short and chunky, I would have heard the click, 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 click as he ran away. Didn't hear that. And if it was Kevin, she would have come over to me. And as I moved my head and like, which cat is that? And I look outside, it's not there anymore. I'm yeah. like, well, okay. Yes. And it uh, happens. And again, you it surprises me that you still are surprised when you physically see it things. It does surprise me still. But you've been un, you know, you've been working on these blockages for so long and, you know, it surprises me that you're always surprised that it's working, you know? <laughs> I'm still surprised. Yep. I've spent years as a child being scared, being made to be scared and then most of my life turning a blind eye to it and now Things pop up and like what the. Uh, um, but typically, it's something that's there for you to see. Um, it's not again. I really don't feel like anything that I've experienced. Well, that's not true. I have some scary stories that I can tell sometime, um, but those are of a completely different nature. It's when I'm literally working with. 
people mm-hmm. letting go and crossing over yeah. and the things that come up during that transition. In my everyday Monday life of seeing spirit activity and experiencing spirit activity, because I was a housekeeper in college for a very old bed and breakfast in Oklahoma City, where there was, I mean, I just feel like everywhere is haunted and people just don't realize it or see it. There's just some places where the activity is older, wiser, been there longer, and is more tangible. Hmm. And I feel like more people see it. Yeah, And I feel a lot of the times people are looking for it. When you're in a whole old home, like that's kind of one of the things people, yes, I feel like they look for it and that's why they see it more. I have two more shorter ones. Both are connected to each other. So in the part of town we live in, there is a bridge called Crybaby Bridge. That's not in our part of town. That's in Bridge Creek. Mm. I know we're crybaby bridges well, i've they, been there they call it the one by the the same area i'm talking about here in a second there's another bridge over there well there's one in bridge creek that is crybaby bridge mm-hmm. and where the cars are buried into the like you can actually see old cars buried into the side of cliffs like where they look like they were driven off the cliff into mm. the side of the you know embankment yeah it's a similar story actually but it has an address on it. The story goes there's a young mother and her baby are driving in a storm and they run off the bridge and they get plunged into the seldom used bridge. It's at Southeast 134th and Air Depot. It was days before they could get anybody out there and a policeman just happened by and discovered the wreck. And of course, by that time, bodies were long dead. People say that you can still hear the cries of the baby while you're out there, even though um, everything's overgrown the bridge is now dilapidated it can't be used um, yeah it goes over uh, a lake isn't it over kitchen lake the kitchen lake i thought it was near like overholster which i guess that's kind of near mm-hmm. overholster okay and uh so people say you can still hear the baby you can still see the car uh with the car seat and everything still in there didn't get pulled out still sits there as kind of a monument that's creepy right <laughs> Yeah, like, what the heck? I mean, you got to think, these are real people with real lives and loved ones. And somebody just left it there. Why would you be like, I'm going to leave this here as a monument? What? That, mm, anyway, that just (laughs) seems particularly morbid. And that's to someone who's trying to normalize death talk. (laughs) You know, I just, I don't feel like I would leave something like that there. So near that crybaby bridge, uh, just a little bit further south, maybe two miles, southeast 119th and Air Depot again, there is Kitchen Lake. And of course, they've modernized it and made it kind of park these days. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bougie not as pretty. some of ours. Yeah. Right. We have some really pretty... I feel like uh, the area that we live in particularly, this more Norman area, we have... Mm-hmm a big budget for parks and things like that. And I feel like we really just do it up. Like there's so many parks. Yeah, no, it's really, yeah, it's interesting. Cause I feel like we have a lot of really scenic, lovely places around here. And it's always interesting to see the stories behind them because they've been here in some capacity for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. So not far from cry baby bridge is kitchen Lake. And one article described it as serene and naturally beautiful site. I don't know if I agree with that. No, but. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't. Again, um, not being as 
too particular, but you know, I've been other places in the world where That's things are scenic and <laughs> yeah, picturesque. And we have lots of places like that around here, but I, this, this particular, like I would not consider either of those things. Right. It's fine. So it's a 30 acre park, uh, has a fishing hole and it's kind of tucked off the highway over there, but it's, you can get to it and do some fishing. So the local legend speaks of a witch. Happy yes. Halloween. The uh, foundation is still there. The chimney is still there. But I got different reports from different ways. They all agree that the house burned to the ground while she was in it. The different stories go, it's right near Tinker Air Force Base. So they said it had to do with the chemicals or there's an explosion and it threw ash and fire across uh, all the way over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one account said it was lightning strike. And another one said it was uh, kids playing tricks and wanted to burn the house down. And while the witch was in it, they, all those different ways to go about it. But bottom line is it burned to the ground with somebody in it. And everyone believed that she was a witch. So you have the story of the kitchen lake witch. Uh, whatever happened, they believe that her spirit still lingers in the presence there around that stone rubble. And hell-bent on uh, communicating her vexation many, many decades later. They talk about uh, times of visible smoke with no observable origins. And the pile of ashes suddenly begin to smolder in the fireplace still. Even more disturbing, there were reports of animal carcasses found in unusual positions. Some hanging from nearby trees. Hmm. Uh, and those some of that I feel like again not to be a debunker but I've been to the ruins and I don't feel like it's what they say it is but people are bigoted and horrible so maybe they did actually burn something down but and uh, there I mean it was a burnt down home it is like yeah. you can tell the, from the foundation, the foundation it's, yeah. yeah um During I don't <laughs> I don't feel anything nefarious and I actually use um, kitchen lake for meditations there's a nice crossroads there if you ever need to bury something at a crossroads mm-hmm. and i just i don't feel like that and we i mean i grew up pretty rural rural oklahoma and we had you know make-believe satanists that lived in our woods and would burn statues and cassette tapes and weird things at their shrines and what have you and i don't I don't necessarily feel like there's anything evil or nefarious there. And animals hanging from trees even isn't that big of a deal when you live out here in gun country. Carcasses. But one story that I read, it said that uh, she actually came back and the kids, in the story about the kids, the kids that burned uh, her house and her in it, she came back, met them at this bridge, and then she turned one of them into a creature. And so this creature now goes around Kitchen Lake and she told it, you have to collect souls for the next 100 years and put them in this box. And one story gave an actual GPS location for where they think the box is in the lake. So if you're bold enough, I can send you that link and you can, you know, if somebody wants to go diving over there. But she told this creature that you have to collect so many souls in the next 100 years and she'll come back and then release him from being that creature. And so there's been reports of fishermen going missing over the last, you know, couple Uh-oh. decades. So that also lends to the creature of Kitchen Lake lore. Yeah, okay. But one thing they all agree on is that if you are brave enough to explore in the darkness, 
there's sites of flames flash and then disappear and there are lots of actual accounts and eyewitnesses of vehicles stalling and flashlights burning out while attempting to leave when people get scared and try to go their cars won't start the lights go on and go off or burn out uh, the windshield wipers will kick on without anybody doing anything uh, so a lot of people hair on my neck is sticking up so visitors Your recount big baby. Uh, the general eeriness visitors count recount uh, the general eeriness having crossed the narrow, uh, desolate bridge leading to the grounds of this restless being and the leftovers of her home. So that's the story of Crybaby Bridge and the Kitchen Lake Witch and the Kitchen Lake Creature. Nice. So I found those interesting. And anything else do you have? No. I mean, no. I feel like I kind of cut in a couple of good stories with you and yeah i feel like i'm good yeah i hope you guys enjoy this and hope you guys have a happy halloween happy Samhain, and we will see you next week totes bye bye, bye.